everyone it's donald welcome you back to another podcast titled safety security and you a podcast that was curated to provide tips conversations training information and news about all things security and safety to keep you informed especially during this COVID 19 pandemic once again i'm your host donald muhammad a 24-year veteran in the field of public safety and corrections I have spent the majority of my time in the private security field providing safety and security for Fortune 500 companies, celebrities, and even protecting data and property. Over the last 19 years, I have trained with the Illinois and Indiana Department of Corrections, Federal Protective Services Police, also known as Homeland Security, and completed training in numerous certifications in private investigations executive protection and community policing after witnessing the way our society has dramatically changed during these last five to six months actually now going on about seven months now as we speak i decided it was time to devote time to creating a podcast dedicated to all things safety and security now, I hope everyone has had a safe few weeks as during this pandemic. A lot of people are literally zoomed out, also known as Zoom fatigue, along with those families who have children and are striving to keep up with their remote learning activities. Now, a lot has happened during my few weeks away from the podcast with all eyes and attention focused on the November 3rd election, which is coming up in a few days, and all the unfortunate rhetoric that has followed with it. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to disrupt our lives as we know it, with infections rising by the day and lives that have been lost by it as well. Along with that, crime continues to rise with robberies and carjackings being the most talked about trend especially here in Chicago, with even a state senator robbed recently. He was, excuse me, he was robbed recently while walking in the University of Chicago neighborhood, also known as Hyde Park. Our services have been on the rise as well from security consulting to risk mitigation services as people are continuously worried about their safety the safety of their families and protection of their business. Now, before we move into the podcast, I want everyone to do a virtual assessment of their security enhancements. These security enhancements have been talked about during the last, since this podcast was curated back in July, just little tidbits to help you to enhance your everyday security environment and how you see things, how you move, and things that you may not see. Have you made any changes to your overall security awareness during your daily routine? I hope you are truly being honest with yourself doing this virtual assessment because at the end of the day, your overall security starts and ends with you. And with the holidays fast approaching, more people are going to be victims of crimes. Unfortunately, that is a known fact. And my number one goal 
for this podcast is to really strive to help mitigate those numbers. In this week's episode, we will look at another security threat that is plaguing America, but due to COVID, also known as this COVID pandemic, it has taken a backseat. It was a main topic that was talked about a lot when children were able to attend in-person learning, but dropped to almost no conversation up until just recently. Bullying, yes, bullying, was already a topic being discussed due to children being targeted, with some also committing suicide due to the anxiety and the pressure, depression, excuse me, depression and the constant attacks which leads to it. Bullying is a topic that nobody really wants to talk about because we've been so focused on this pandemic. We've been so focused on the election of who's going to vote for who. We've been so focused on everything else that unfortunately bullying has taken a back seat. But we have to make sure we bring that back to the forefront because we have a lot of children that are doing remote learning. We have a lot of children that spend a lot of time on social media. When I mean children, I don't mean just children, children, but I mean children as far as in teenagers as well. And bullying has become something that has reared its ugly head again. I mean, it never went away, but it's begun to rear its head again. And it is something that we really need to talk about again at the dinner tables or wherever we sit down with our families. So I decided to change it up this week after taking a few weeks off and talking about bullying. So once again, I decided to talk about this topic due to the resurgence of children committing suicide as a result of bullying. Now, for those who are saying, how is this possible due to most schools still having remote learning going? Remember, the answer is cyberbullying. The definition of cyberbullying is a form of bullying and cyber and cyber harassment, also known as online bullying. So while your children may not be in school, for those schools that are going through, uh, you know, having remote learning, they're still online. With online, now you have cyber bullying or cyber harassment. It has become increasingly common, especially among teenagers, as the digital sphere has expanded and technology has advanced. With more teens and even younger children spending more time online, even with remote learning, a lot of them have admitted to being bullied at some time, whether via remote learning or on social media. Bullying is a topic that affects everyone, whether directly or indirectly. During this pandemic, more parents have become more concerned and consumed with maintaining their employment, 
paying bills and other issues that have taken their time and attention away from monitoring their children's social media activity or even asking about how remote learning is coming along or just basically asking their children how their day is going. Back when I was growing up, that was that was a no-brainer. We were asked how our day went. And back in those days, if something did not go right, a note went home with you from your teacher or your teacher found a way to get a hold of your parents to say, hey, something's not right with Donald or whatever the case may be. Now, with everything that is going on, teachers are consumed with everything else. Uh, Teachers are consumed with overcrowded classrooms and everything else that is going on. So it's really up to the parent. And being a parent myself, yeah, sometimes it gets hard because we're consumed with everything else. But in this day and age with the pandemic and everything else that is going on, we have to stop and talk to our children to make sure that they are not a victim of bullying. And if they are looking for ways to get to the problem, so it would not become a bigger problem, which will in turn affect the mental health and just the overall well-being of your child or your teenager. This lack of attention from not talking to your children or being consumed with everything else that we're dealing with has caused a communication gap between parents and children with children feeling like they have no one to talk to about being bullied which then creates a domino effect that often leads to the children shutting down and or withdrawing from life current statistics show that basically 30 percent have had it happen more than once 95% of teens in the U.S. are online and the vast majority access the internet on their mobile devices, making it the most common medium for cyberbullying. So where you may see your child on the family computer with everything that we have now from iPads to tablets, to phones, to uh, PCs, laptops, you just don't know what's going on at any given time. Your child can be using their phone and can be being bullied at that time. They can be using their the, the family PC and can be being bullied. It is something that we really have to make sure as parents that we stay on top of. We have to ask the right questions and in asking these questions, we cannot be afraid. We are parents. Yes, we want to be our children's friend, but our children's well-being outweighs the let me be your friend, because at the end of the day, If you're not asking these questions, if you're not being there for your children by making sure they're not being bullied, then that's not being much of a friend at all. 
So basically, when it comes down to bullying itself, according to the National Center for Educational Statistics, it basically says that one out of every 20.2% student has reported being bullied. A higher percentage of male than a female stu- uh, students report being physically bullied, 6% versus 4%, whereas a higher percentage of female than of male students reported being the subjects of rumors, 18% versus 9%, and being excluded from activities on purpose, 7% versus 4%. Once again, these statistics are coming from the National Center for Educational Statistics, and these statistics were posted back in 2019. So it also says that 41% of students who reported being bullied at school indicated that they think the bullying would happen again. Of those students who reported being bullied, 13% were made fun of, called names, or insulted. 13% were the subject of rumors, 5% were pushed, shoved, tripped, or spit on, and 5% were excluded from activities on purpose. A slighter, higher portion of female than of male students reported being bullied at school, 24% versus 17%. Bully students reported that bullying occurred in the following places. Now, this is back basically when school was in session, and this is even still current because a lot of schools have decided to go back to in-person learning. So the following places, the hallway or stairwell at school, 43%, inside the classroom, which is coming in at 42%, in the cafeteria, which is at 27%, outside on school grounds 22 percent and online or by text now these numbers are growing because of the obviously of the pandemic and uh, remote learning excuse me and how our children are spending more and more time online so at the date of this report it was 15 percent but notice that those numbers have grown in the bathroom or locker room 12 percent and on the school bus of all places 46% of bully students reported notifying an adult at school about the incident. School-based bullying prevention programs decreased bullying by up to 25%. Now, the problem with that is because a lot of schools are doing remote learning, the, the school-based bullying programs have basically been put on hold because Once again, most students these days now are remote learning. So once again, those programs are not helping because right now they're not in place because obviously most students, once again, are are doing their remote learning from home. The reasons for being bullied reported most often by students include physical appearance, race, ethnicity, gender, disability, religion, and sexual orientation. The federal government began collecting this data on school bullying in 2005 when the prevalence of bullying was around 
Once again, these numbers have grown considerably since 2005. And these numbers have grown so bad that once again, we've uh, have saw many children commit suicide and have done other things to cause harm to themselves over the distress of being uh, of being bullied. Rates of bullying vary across studies from 9% to 98%. A meta-analyst of 80 studies analyzing bullying involvement rates for both bullying others and being bullied for 12 to 18 year old students reported a mean prevalence rate of 35% for traditional bullying involvement and 15% for cyberbullying involvement. Now, we know about the those statistics, but what is rearing its head is the effects of bullying. And basically students who experience bullying are at increased risk for depression, anxiety, sleep sleep difficulties, lower academic academic achievement, and dropping out of school. And these numbers are from the Centers for Disease Control 2019. Students who are both targets of bullying and engage in bullying are at greater risk for both mental health and behavior problems than students who only bully or are only bullied. Bullied students indicate that bullying has a negative effect on how they feel about themselves at 27%, their relationship with friends and family, which is at 19%, their schoolwork, 19%, and physical health, 14%. Students who experience bullying are twice as likely as non-bully peers to experience negative health effects such as headaches and stomach aches. Youth who self-blame and conclude they deserved to be bullied are more likely to face negative outcomes such as depression, prolonged victimization, and maladjustment. Now the biggest thing that I'm talking about today is cyberbullying because even though it's all important and it's all a serious situation that we have to continue to address to look for ways to prevent it and stop it in its tracks cyberbullying is the topic that is that it is on the rise with remote learning so among students age 12 to 18 who reported being bullied at school 15% were bullied online or by text. Reports of cyberbullying are highest among middle school students, followed by high school students, and then primary school students. The percentages of individuals who have experienced cyberbullying at some point in their lifetimes have more than doubled 18% to 37% from 2007 to 2019. When students were asked about the specific types of cyberbullying they had experienced, mean and hurtful comments came in at 25% and rumors spread online came in 22% were the most commonly cited. The types of cyberbullying tends to differ by gender, 
girls were more likely to say someone spread rumors about them online, while boys were more likely to say that someone threatened to hurt them online. Those who are cyberbullied are also likely to be bullied offline as well. Students with specific learning disabilities, autism, spectrum disorder, emotional and behavioral disorders, other health impairments and speech or language impairments report greater rates of victimization than their peers because we all know how children of today are. To where children look at another child that may have a disability, they laugh at them, they mock them, they ridicule them and obviously those that has such a negative effect on the children that are being bullied so basically the you know they report a greater rate of victimization than their peers without disabilities and their victimization remains consistent over time meaning that you know this is something that does not go away with these students with disabilities. If anything, it gets worse with children with disabilities. When accessing specific types of disabilities, prevalence rates differ. 35.3% of students with behavioral and emotional disorders, 33.9% of students with autism, 24.3% of students with intellectual disabilities, 20.8% of students with health impairments, and 19% of students with specific learning disabilities face higher level of bullying victimization. And researchers also discovered that students with disabilities were more worried about school safety and being injured or harassed by other peers compared to students without a disability. When reporting bullying youth in special education they were told not to title almost twice as often as youth not in special education. So basically, there were some successful strategies that were put in place to prevent bullying among students with disabilities. And basically, these were basically uh, having teachers and peers engaging in meaningful and appropriate social interactions, creating opportunities to increase social competence and, and positive interactions and schools adopting appropriate intervention strategies that encourage social awareness and provide individualized interventions for targeted dis targets with disabilities. Now, when we even go into the, the bullying of students of color, 23% of African-American students, 23% of Caucasian students, 16% of Hispanic students, and 7% of Asian students being reported being bullied at school. More than one third of adolescent reported reporting bullying report basically based, excuse me, I'm so sorry. More than one third of adolescent reporting bullying report biased based school bullying. Biased based bullying is more strongly associated with compromised health than general bullying and race related bullying is significantly associated with negative emotional and physical health effects. 
And when we go into the bullying of students who identify or are perceived as LGBTQ, the numbers are staggering higher. Some numbers at 70.1% of LGBTQ students were verbally bullied, called names, threatened in the past year because of their sexual orientation at 59.1% because of their gender expression and 53.2% based on gender. Over 28.9% of LGBTQ students were physically bullied push shoved in the past year because of their sexual orientation and 24.4% because of their gender expression and 22.8% based on gender over 48.7% experienced cyberbullying 59.5% of LGBTQ students they feel unsafe at school because of their sexual orientation 446 because of their gender expression and 35% because of their gender. Over 34.8% of LGBTQ students missed at least one entire day at school in the past month because they felt unsafe or uncomfortable and 10.5 missed four or more days in the past month. Of the LGBTQ students who reported they were considering dropping out of school 42.2% indicated they were doing so because of the harassment they faced at school compared to LGBTQ students with no supportive school staff students with as many as 11 or more supportive staff at school were less likely to, less likely to miss school because they felt unsafe 20.1% to 48.8% and felt greater belonging to their school community. And basically the list goes on and on and on. There is also a strong association between bullying and suicide related behaviors, but this relationship is often mediated by other factors, including depression, violent behavior, and substance abuse. Students who report frequently being bullied or basically frequently bullying others and students who report being frequently bullied are at an increased risk for suicide related behavior. And this is according to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. A meta-analyst found that students facing peer victimization are 2.2 times more likely to have suicide ideation and 2.6 times more likely to attempt suicides than students not facing victimizations. Students who are both bullied and engaged in bullying behavior are at the highest risk for adverse outcomes. The false notion that suicide is a natural response to being bullied has the dangerous potential to normalize the response and thus create copycat behavior among youth. So as we continue to look at these statistics and you look at these numbers, as a security professional myself, it is, these numbers are astonishing. These numbers really make me as a parent to really rethink a lot of things 
with my own children. And I would hope that these numbers and going over these statistics will make you, for those who are listening to this podcast, will make you rethink your communication and your form um, just normal asking questions of your children to make sure that they're okay. You cannot think because your child is 17, 18, or 16 that they're fine because a lot of times they're not fine. They're suffering. And because we as parents are so busy with everything else going on in our lives. And that's even the mothers who are handling the responsibilities by themselves. I cannot exclude those mothers who are dealing with every day by themselves and you know they don't have the time to ask their child what's really going on so in conclusion i hope this podcast was informative and the topic of bullying was presented in a way to make us all take a look at this important topic and the impact it has on our children we as professionals and parents can be part of the problem or part of the solution when it comes down to our children in this rapidly changing environment. Talk to your children today. Once again, this is Donald Muhammad with Safety, Security, and You. I thank you for tuning in and I hope to present another timely podcast a week from today. I want you guys to have a great week. Be safe. Do that virtual assessment especially with the holidays fast approaching. Criminals never take a break. And remember, your safety and your security starts with you. You guys have a great week.